What up? It's your boy, Tiny Sumo, coming to you with another episode. But before I get down with my guest, let me get my plugs out the way. Go to dirtycleaneats.com. Check out the product there. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, and listen to their podcast, the DCE Pirate Radio Podcast on iTunes now. Use the code DCE Tiny Sumo for 10% off in store. Get some jammer in your life. It'll cure what ails ya. Head over to fightkingdom.com. Get the official Tiny Sumo supporter tee from there. The link for that is in my bio now. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram too. And use the code Tiny Sumo for 10% off with those guys. And head over to Tiki Tribe. And get all your ready-to-eat meal solutions delivered, nutritious, delicious, to your door, ready to go. Use the code TINYSUMO for 20% off with those guys. And you can find them on Facebook and Instagram or at TikiTribe.com. That's T-I-I-K-I Tribe.com. And me, I'm your boy, Tiny Sumo. Make sure you're following me, Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, YouTube. Like, share, subscribe, follow, leave a review. Tell your friends, tell your family. Your boy appreciates it. But I think that's enough of a plug. So... Let me get down with my guest. You, Kai, what's happening, bro? What's up, Dylan? How's it going? I'm very well, man. Thanks for taking the time to have a chat again. You know I always appreciate it. Thank you very much again for uh, always getting me before my fights and after, man. I really appreciate chatting with you. Got to be done, man. You're one of the homies. It's got to be happening. I can't I can't not have you on. That's just tradition. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, tradition. man. I appreciate it's gotta it. It's got to be done. Now, look, talking about that, too, obviously, we chat before fights. We chat after fights. Did we speak after your last fight in the States? Or was our last fight, uh, was our last chat the one after your last Taiwan fight? Oh, so the last chat we had, um, it was my last fight in the States. Cool. Sweet. Yeah. I thought, so. I just wanted to make sure, because I thought we'd done it, and I'm like, do I need to backtrack over that? But we've done it, because I know when we spoke about that too, you'd wanted to stay busy, get some fights and things like that. So what's, yes. happened, what's happened between that last fight in the States, getting that strap, and now? Okay, so so last time we talked, I had all these fights lined up, these plans, and it was really sad because I had a lot of good opportunities, but the way I think about it, it's always like a blessing in disguise. And um, essentially what happened was last year in my Bellator fight, I fractured my shin, and I had no idea. So I had two more fight camps with it. So after my last Bellator fight in uh, September, I continued to train for my January fight in Asia, then I essentially fractured my shin, didn't take, didn't take a good look at it. I, was, I had the mentality, old school mentality of like, you know, the one-armed swordsman, if you injure your right leg, use the left, you know, or like get better at everything else, get better at grappling, stop kicking. Worst idea of all time. Uh, I had my fight in Taiwan. I, I kicked with it. The whole fight, I camped in for protected. Uh, and then, and um, I won that fight, the three-round fight, too. So it wasn't like a one-round, oh, we're done. No, it was like a three-round fight. And then I, I took a short-notice fight. As soon as I got back from the state, uh, Taiwan to the States, I took a short-notice fight for a belt at up mm-hmm. a weight class. So I went up a weight class. I was fighting a guy that was training already for a camp, and then his opponent dropped out, whatever the reason may be. I ended up fighting, um, I think it was max three weeks out. So we got everything signed. Uh, we confirmed everything three weeks out. So I only had three weeks to fully prepare for that. And that was in March. And I got back from Taiwan. February, like close to February 3rd. So then I saw the date. It was like March 12th, I believe. Uh, 
And then we got ready for that. And then I was down in San Diego. And then originally um, I asked if they had a 45er for their division. And they said, no, there's no 45er. So they made this fight for a title shot uh, because the, the previous, the guy that I fought got off, uh, fought for the title, but his last fight. So if that makes sense. So essentially it was just, he went, he was a 35er. Now he went up, he cut too much weight. So he fought at 45, but um, apparently uh, he missed weight too. So uh, when I checked the, the tap, if you go to the tapology, um, apparently it says he's like 150, 150-ish. And we, we weighed in. And the thing is, we didn't weigh in on the scale. This is a really small promotion. Keep that in mind. Great, yeah. great, great. Uh, the, 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 man, the, the, the guy who runs it is, is amazing, by the way. It's Cali Cageworth. The guy who runs it, very nice guy. I respect the heck out of him. It's just it's the way the show is. It's just small. It's starting out. So I don't blame him for the way it was ran. So my opponent weighed in essentially at my, at the, at the matchmate or the promoter's house when he got there because it was a really far drive. So I never got to see him weigh in. I never got a face off. Yeah. But, uh, apparently sent in a video of him weighing in. Now I'm not throwing accusations or anything out like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying like, if I weighed in for a fight and I recorded my video two weeks ago, you know, like how, how did you know? Right. So essentially yeah. I never got it. And if you look at the fight video itself, you could tell the guy was a lot bigger than me. And, um, mm-hmm. it was a five round fight. Um, so that was, that was, that was a rough fight. Um, I didn't perform as well as I wanted to, and I had to dig deep. It was one of those fights where you give a crappy performance, but you dug deep and you found something in yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and when, when, when we got into the deep waters and I realized my cardio was failing me closer to the third and fourth round, I was like, damn, this is because um, even though I went up a weight class, I didn't have to cut much weight. It was just, it was rough. So mm. I won the belt. I, I, the, I took like three weeks off. So last year I had, uh, last year when I turned pro till now, I've had six fights in one year. I yeah. finally took some time off for like three weeks. First session I come back in practice, I threw a, a, a leg kick at my teammate Nick and he checked it and it just felt like it, it was like a, Oh, good check. After sparring, I took my shin guard off. I looked at my shin. And I was like, dude, why is there like a tennis ball on my shin? And I was like, oh, man, I just probably like a blood clot or a hematoma. I don't know if hematomas go on the shin, but I'm assuming so. With the whole Rory McDonald and Musasi fight mm. or, uh, or uh, a Lima fight. So I was like, yeah, yeah, it's probably just one of those things just on a much minuscule scale. So then I go to the doctors or the next morning I woke up. I had That, that night I had a fever. It was like 103. And then my fever broke. So the next morning I woke up, I was fine. But I was like, I had a fever the night before, so it was terrible. And then um, I I woke up. I could not walk. My right leg was in so much pain. It felt like somebody was, uh, it felt like they were putting like, hot liquid, like maybe acid. I don't know what that feels like, but it just felt like it was throbbing. It was like just constantly like you had a, you're at a club and the music's just too damn loud, but it's every single time the bass comes in, it feels like sharp needles. That's exactly what it felt like. And my shin was in so much pain. I had to sit down when I went to go use the restroom and I had to just basically, I could not walk anywhere. I had to limp everywhere. I had to crawl. And then I, I was like, man, I can't even eat lunch. Thank goodness there's DoorDash. So I could DoorDash food, but I couldn't even drive. If my foot is like in a downward position, like if I extend it out, it was the worst feeling in the world. So I had to keep it elevated. And then after two days, my sister was like, hey, this isn't right. You should go get it checked out. So I went to the doctors. I went to the ER, and they told me it was cellulitis. It was a form of staph, but it was inside the leg. So it's not like it's a surface-level staph. It was basically – it essentially almost went septic. 
Yes. So the worst thing ever. And it took me about two months before I could fully train again. And when I, they took a look at my shin, they said, oh, basically you, you broke your shin. There's like, there's basically two bones in your shin. And then the front one essentially had a crack through it. It didn't break yeah. completely, but I had a, 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 a crack to it. Basically, I just never healed it after my last fight. I never got it checked out. And then, um, so it, it gets worse. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm on antibiotics, four pills a day. And then they gave me this cream. So that's about like five medications I have to take per day. And it doesn't work. And I'm going to my brother's house. Uh, I'm going to my brother's graduation in Florida in like a week after that. So I was like, I can't be going and uh, getting on the plane. And then just like, it was, I'm supposed to see all my nieces and nephews for the first time. So then I essentially went back to the docs right before I left. And they said, oh, it hasn't gotten any better. If anything, it got worse. And your skin is now dry on top because it's starting to get worse. So they didn't tell me, but essentially they gave me a shot. They they gave me a shot and they didn't even tell me. They just straight up said, oh, go ahead, lay down. And then they just gave me a shot. Uh, I'm not going to say where, but you know, you know where in the, in the cheeks. So it was not fun. And then I was not expecting that. And then they gave me, a, they gave me a shot and they put me on two more pills. So essentially I was taking six pills a day. Um, one of my, one of my brothers, a pharmacist, my, my other brother's a, a nurse. And, uh, he's the one, the one that's graduating has two master degrees. I always joke. I say, uh, he, 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 he got a master degree, one for me, one for him <laughs> because he's, he's graduated with two master degrees. So essentially what happened was, uh, I got him to tell me that to take some probiotics because I was taking a bunch of antibiotics. And it's not good for your stomach. So then um, I, I got on some probiotics, ate some yogurt, this and that. So for like after my last fight, essentially the next three or four months, I was just completely miserable. I just couldn't do anything. And then the funny thing was it doesn't make you itch or anything like that. But the side effects of the medication that I took, it made it essentially turned me into a vampire. I can't be um, exposed to sunlight for more than 15 minutes. And I didn't buy it, you know, like us, us Asian people, <laughs> us Asian people think we're immune to everything. We're just like, oh, just drink some tea and get some hot water. We'll be fine. I go outside for about like almost, I'm just like out and about, you know, just because I don't care. And my shin's feeling better because I am on antibiotics. Yeah. I go out and about and then I start getting red, like I'm drunk, but in like certain spots. It wasn't itchy or anything like that, but it was just like red sh- spots. And then I started the red spot started feeling like bruises. It was just purely red though. And the side effects were like, you're sensitive to sunlight and it makes you, it basically it, it hurt my body. So I had to stay in my room. I felt like a dark Sith Lord with a cloak on. And I was just like peeking out, looking at the DoorDash guy whenever he got here and I'd go get my food and I'd just go back upstairs. I still kept a good diet because one time I ate some chips when I was sick and I threw up right away because my stomach couldn't handle it. So I had to keep a good diet. So overall my diet was good. Yeah. Um, but it was just the worst three months ever. And then I picked it back up training closer to the mid June. I'd help some teammates get ready. My teammate, Nick, uh, he fought his last fight and I had to help him get ready for that. I couldn't really grapple with him, but I was able to hold pads for him. So I felt a lot better. I got a lot of, um, I took care of a lot of business stuff, like, you know, getting more fights and just, man, I was like, the, the minute I'm ready, I was even willing to take a fight, even though my shin wasn't fully healed. I was just like, no, I'll just wrap that sucker up, take a grappler or like a striker, take him down and beat the hell out of him. Or if it's a grappler, just flying him in the face, you know, but it, it, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't work. It just, it just didn't work out. And my coach, Steve, he was like, Hey, and, and Dave as well, my brother and Miriam too. They're like, Miriam was the one that told me to wear elbow pads on my shin. And I didn't know that. I was like, Oh, that's a smart idea. But essentially I just, 
took some time off, rehabbed everything, just worked a lot of like abs, uh, hit the bag, but just laid off my shin. And then I picked training back up in June. And then this, the last whole July, I've been training nonstop hard. I picked it up, but slowly. And then uh, that was my story essentially to why I haven't been as active in fights. Dude, that's, <laughs> that's a lot to take in, man. I know. It's a lot to take in. Because it, it's always, like, with the chats, it's always weird because obviously then I do form these, like, these um, outside of the chat friendships. So I feel like I've been staying up the track with what you're doing. And, you know, obviously we follow each other on the socials and I'm seeing where you're at. But I don't know any of that stuff. So as far as I know, I'm like, oh, he's got a niggly injury. He's picking, you know, like he's saving himself for a, whatever it may be. Yeah. And they're like, oh, by the way, I had septicemia and my leg was in two pieces. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, the okay. thing is, too, is uh, I'm not the kind of guy that, like, if I have any issues or anything like that, I'm not looking to go on social media and pour my relationships with life out and looking mm. for a sob story. You know, like, I- I'm not knocking anybody that does that because some people need that outlet. But I have a very good team behind me, and we chat. And uh, at the end of the day, too, my mom's really smart. She just tells me, she's like, well, look, there's nothing you can do. You know, like, what do you want to do about it? Like, during this time, what can you do to get better? So, you know, I, I talked to a lot of sponsors, got some things done with sponsors on the end of sponsors. Um, I was able to attend a lot of events, meet a lot of new people, and expand on business other than fighting. So it was, at the end of the day, it was really good. Um, I got to see Avengers like seven times in the movie theater, so I was freaking awesome. <laughs> All the gas trips, I have to go to the gym because the gym's like uh, 30 minutes. And my other gym, Omni moves like an hour and a half away from me. So I saved all that gas trip. And I, I just watched a bunch of uh, superhero movies, <laughs> Spider-Man, um, John Wick 3, and then um, <laughs> Avengers Endgame. And, oh, oh, man, that was freaking awesome. So my summer has been good because I rested up. I talked to my training and conditioning coach, too. And uh, it turns out I have – there's this – I guess there's this thing. I don't know the specific name for it, but he did mention to me that there's a very famous boxer that he, he knew, per, uh, I believe he knew personally, but basically this boxer, um, he kept the name off the books, but he overtrained himself so hard that his body can never recover, essentially. He just overworked himself when he was young till, till old. So his, uh, his immune system was compromised and his recovery system and cortisol levels just ne- could never rebalance. And my, my strength conditioning coach, Rob, essentially was telling me, he was like, yeah, if you keep doing what you're doing and taking fights so just just so quickly and get such a quick turnaround, you're not going to heal. And I was like, ah, I see. I didn't really realize that. And he educated me a little bit. My nutritionist, Arena, too, she checked up on me and said, hey, take some time off, man. Because last year, I, I was active. Oh, that's six fights, man. And, you know, it was just, it was a very good experience. And I got my time in the cage, so I feel a lot more comfortable now. But definitely needed the time off, man. Definitely needed it. It's definitely one of those hard things, like taking the time off and taking that step back, whether it be with training or with fighting, is always hard for people as well. Competitive, you're, you're an athlete, you're a fighter, that's what you want to do. You want to get in there and put on a show and do the work. But like you're saying, too, there is, so you need those people around you to be like, no, no, take a step back, because otherwise your CNS is constantly blown out, your immune system's shot. Not exactly. It, it's, and you're losing all the hard work you put in up until that point. Absolutely. And it's like, you, you need to get your ego checked by our coaches, you know, like mm. you got to have people tell you like, don't go overboard or you don't need to train as much as you do, you know, like you do too much. And the areas that I was lacking too was a lot of other areas. And, oh, and I got my purple belt too recently because mm. I, I got back to the gym and, 
and started focusing. I started because I started with grappling. I started with jujitsu. Mm. So then I went back to my roots a little bit more and focused a little bit more on jujitsu, got my roles in, got my timing down a little bit. And then I figured it out from there. And that's where I kind of uh, got back to the gym and then hit it kind of hard in, in the grappling department and got my purple from there. So that was good. So you've made that was, the that most, good. You've made the most of those three months. You know, what, you know that time yeah. you've made the most of it, like you said. I think that's one thing as well that you've been able to take about that. You're a very intelligent guy. You're well-spoken. You're well-thought out, all those sort of things. And it's something that fighters should be able to take away from it, that injury time or downtime or whatever it may be doesn't need to be this massive negative effect on your life. Make exactly. sure that you're branching out, doing those other things. Like you said, you got back on the mat, got your purple belt. You, you reached out. You worked you know, deals with sponsors. You were able to go to events, whatever it may be. I think it's important for people to look at that stuff too and not just the fight because I think if people – obviously, that's the end state for a lot of people. That's the end goal. The fight itself yeah. is is what we're working for. But I think that if we're able to sort of take a step back and go, it's okay, let's do the work and, and let's grow in other areas, you can make yeah. the most of that time. Well, it's also about longevity too, right? It's not just about – like, yeah, like I'm very fortunate too, so it's hard for me to say like – it's not all about the fight because I do have sponsors that take care of me. You know, like I get, I get good. My, my sponsors take good care of me. So it's not like I have to worry about extra income on the side uh, all the time when my sponsors do, do help out. So I get the fight is the end game, but during that, that time when you're not fighting, you do, I feel like fighters are starting to get better at it, but you do have to leave, Cause I don't, I'm not signed with anybody. I don't have a management team. I do everything with me and my coach and a couple others, you know? So I have to expand on that those areas myself. It's not like I can just have those the uh, the team with me. So I think definitely taking things in my own hands and learning definitely helps. You know, it definitely helps me expand my arsenal, not just in the fight game, but in the business side of it too. Because you know, um, hopefully I get I get a good, uh, better deal with it. Have going uh, get a better deal with it uh, later on in, in in my fight career. I just need to understand the, the intricacies because I don't want to get locked in a contract for four fights when I already have four fights in one year. You know, it's like, I just need four fights for like three years. I just need to understand the business side and really um, expand my arsenal, not just in fighting. Because at the end of the day, what happens in fighting doesn't work out. You have to be able to brand yourself in other arenas, you know, and that's what I try to look forward to in fighting too. And, um, you know, that's, I think the, the last three months was good. I got a lot of, catching up on my TV shows, movies. I got some downtime finally, got to hang out with some friends. So that was really nice. Nice. All right, well, look, let's talk about this upcoming fight then because you're going back overseas, international again. That's, that's a Gucci poster too, man. The actual fight poster itself is very cool. I'm digging yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about that fight. Tell me about what's happening with that. So the poster was actually made by uh, Lassard Productions. Um, after this child, I'll, I'll shoot... Uh, his stuff over to you. He's really good. He's got, he creates like edits for fighters, highlights. He, man, this guy's legit. I, I met up with him through a mutual friend. I got both my uh, documentaries that I did uh, that I have on YouTube, uh, The Shadow Year One and then um, The Shadow Begins. Um, both those videos on YouTube were actually edited by him. They weren't shot by him, but they were edited by him. If I could get him to shoot stuff too, I would, but he's all the way in. Uh, I don't know exactly know where he is, but but he, he definitely uh, does good work. And then, um, so this next upcoming fight, I actually have a multi-fight contract. First one um, in my career. First multi-fight contract I've ever gotten. And, you know, this is something that the fighters, fighters' careers actually start once they get a multi-fight contract. It doesn't matter with who, you know? So, it, it, because it's job security, right? It means that I have another fight. So, the minimum of the deal is two fights in Taiwan. That's the minimum. I could fight. 
out of my contract, meaning I could fight anywhere else. So like, let's just say Bellator gets excited and for whatever reason, they're like, Hey, come back uh, in September. We want you to fight. I'll do it in a heartbeat, you know, and they'll allow me to, but, um, ideally what I'm going to do is stay in Taiwan for three months, this, this coming trip. So I'll be in, in Taiwan for three months. Uh, I have a fight August 31st and then I have a fight, um, November 2nd and I'll stay till about December. Um, and the reason why I'm doing that is because I want to build some good relationships in, in Taiwan and start creating some, uh, uh, build the MMA scene out there. I want to definitely help grow the MMA scene out there. And, and I don't want to neglect, um, there's just a lot of, uh, I want to say like, it's just so new, you know, the sport is so new. So, so I, I want to just make sure that I don't neglect, uh, the, the people out there and, you know, essentially just, just make sure everybody gets their, their training because everybody out there is still homegrown, you know, there's no like huge MMA, MMA gym out there and, and all that stuff. So I do definitely do want to help, um, not just grow the sport, but I guess like, I don't want to bring in the mentality of, you know, how like everybody in Ireland has the stigma of they all like talk like McGregor and all this stuff. I definitely don't want to bring that. And, and like, I don't want to bring booing into Asia too, specifically Taiwan. Mm. So when there's fights happening and all this stuff, I don't want them to like, Oh, boo this. And that. I want them to understand that there's this respect factor of fighters and the entertainment value. So I just want to create the culture early on. That's why I want to stay out there for three months, you know, because I have gotten, uh, I'm very, I really appreciate the opportunity that I got. I have a lot of people out there that are uh, starting to build. I'm starting to build fan base out there. And it's even crazy for me to say, like, I'm a little embarrassed or shy to say that because it's like me, like got a fan base, you know, because I have people that reached out to me. Hey, when you come back, uh, you might have to get a photo. They're like, where are you going to train? Can I get a photo? And they're not even fight fans, you know, like they just, they just see that I'm representing Taiwan. And I'm like honored. Not only am I honored, but it's just like, yeah, I'm just like a kid from from wherever the hell I'm at, you know, and then just getting that respect overseas. So it means a lot to me. That's very cool. And it's cool for you to be able to go over there and I guess, you know, plant those seeds or help grow those seeds and things like that. You know, you're out there, you know, like you said, the sport's very new out there and it does yep. take someone like yourself to go out there with the right mindset, the right mentality. And if you can grow that out there and look, the shows look cool, man. The, sh- the shows they're putting on out there look very cool. Yeah, yeah, they do a great job. Very professional. And they're up there. I think, I think they're one of the best promotions. Actually, I was actually, I just cornered a teammate of mine, um, in the show Combate Americas. Mm-hmm. And yep. they, they run a really good show. They are coming up, but I gotta say, WOTD in Taiwan, Way of the Dragon, that's what they call it. I gotta say, man, they, their shows are so intense. Like, mm. if, if you could actually go there and feel it, they have this weird thing when we fight, they have these, this heartbeat. Like, it sounds like a heartbeat in the background thumping. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Like, if you watch some of the videos, you can actually hear it in the background. They have this heartbeat thumping. So it kind of gives you anxiety, man. I'm just like, <laughs> what are you guys doing that for? But but it's freaking awesome. And the, the entertainment quality of the shows. I mean, you've, you've seen a couple of their pre-fight <laughs> stuff and, 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 yeah. and, and uh, the color uh, figure, the color figuration and schematics mm. and the fireworks. Uh, they do great stuff. Look, I love all that stuff, and you and I are both on the same sort of page. We, we both watch a lot of the movies, and we grew up, you know, in that sort of the martial arts cinematic culture and things like that. I've actually just been watching some stuff recently. I've got to, I've got to get your feedback. I'm going to message you off this and be like, hey, have you checked this out? Have you checked that okay. out? Because I know that you're a fan as well, and I like to oh, absolutely. back and forth. But that's the reason, too, I don't know if you've seen Gan Ryujima in Japan. That's the reason I love Gan Ryujima. It's this random uh. hybrid. MMA show, they fight on like a raised platform with a moat 
like a cloud moat around it, and it yeah. looks like a video game. Now, that, that's a whole nother end of it too, but I watch it and I go, I just appreciate it for what it is, the spectacle of it, the art of it, the symbolism of it, you know, the production values, all that sort of stuff. And when I see the show that you're working with in Taiwan, I go, cool, I dig, I dig that they're making not only is obviously the martial arts aspect important, but the show is important, but it's also not WWE pro wrestling. Yeah, 100%. That's, that's a big thing for me. That's a, I enjoy that I can watch a show where lots of production value is going into it, um, honor and respect and all that sort of stuff is going into it as well, but there's still a spectacle about it. There's still a show about it. But it yeah. be a bad show. Yeah, 100%. And I think the reason is, like I said, it's still so new. I don't want trash talking to be the hype of a fight. You know, I want there to be like, like if you notice, uh, I think uh, 1FC recently had the highest rating for having DJ and Eddie Alvarez on the card. Eddie and DJ don't talk trash. No. You know, there's no trash talk. And even DJ's performance, a lot of people were like, it's underwhelming. But I'm like, man, it was, it was a freaking amazing. But DJ went up weight class. Everybody still doesn't know this to my surprise. Bell, uh, 1FC's weight class are all up a weight class technically. Yeah. Their bantamweight's technically a featherweight you know so seeing that dj created so much emo uh, a commotion and even in taiwan like i'm like all right i want people to know that these two guys are really good and mm. if they fight it's exciting and i want to be able to support even when i'm in taiwan and there's other jujitsu tournaments and events and all that stuff i don't maybe want to participate in the event that like competing i want to go there and show support i'll pay mm. my ticket i don't want a freebie i don't want them to go like, oh look He's a, he's a pro fighter, gets in for free. No, I'll pay my way in, you know, like give back to the system, you know, create the flow of economy, if you will. But um, I want to be able to support those that support us and make, show everybody that, man, it's not kickboxing versus MMA. It's like MMA guys, go show support for kickboxing. Kickboxing, go show support for our MMA, you know, in Taiwan. Mm. I want to be able to go around to certain gyms and tell everybody like, dude, there's, uh, don't fight for the small pond. Let's, let's fight to get in the ocean. Like you guys don't need to have a rival gym here. That doesn't make any sense. There's three of you in one gym and there's two of you in another, you know, let's, let's, w w they can afford bringing in um, opponents from Japan, Korea, Philippines, Thailand, anywhere else, but like build the team, man. There's not enough food for you guys to fight for here. So instead of fighting for the top, let's, let's like, I just want to go back and uh, maybe be like the Captain America of Taiwan, Captain Taiwan or something like that. You know, like if we win, we do that together. If we lose, we do that together too. You know, I want to bring the team together over there and just create that culture, like I said. And yeah, the WOTD is giving me that platform to do it. You know, they, they wouldn't be able, I wouldn't be able to do this if they had not been so keen to bring me back. And I really appreciate and respect that, you know, not only do they see that maybe, um, I don't have, I'm a, appearance wise, I'm a, I could sell. But also my skill set out there. You know, I, I am undefeated under their banner. And if you take a look at it, all the guys that I fought have more fights than me. So it's mm. not like, you know, I, I do have a couple of people that have gone like, oh, well, you're fighting guys with like no records or like give me fights. I'm like, are you kidding me? Take a look at these guys' records, man. They have twice as many fights as me. And not only that, not all their fights are documented. So it's not like mm. I have footage to work with. I'm going in there. Um, I'm blind, you know, essentially. You know, I'm going in there not able to check my corners because I have no uh, I have no blueprint of what I'm expecting. So, like, it's very funny that people have, you know, well, it's like, what do you want me to fight? You want me to fight DJ? <laughs> you know, if I lose them, they're like, oh, you suck. You know, like, what do you want me to do? So, 
at the end of the day, it's, you can't really listen to these people. You have to just build your career. And the people that support you, like, you know, a lot of those out there, they understand that. Like, it's not an easy sport. And I'm taking guys the way I, I'm taking I'm fighting them, too. Like, they know I don't know anything about this. There's no hidden agendas. You know, it's not like we're getting favoritism. If you mean favoritism, like, I keep coming back to fight on the show, then, yeah, of course, call that favoritism. But that's also hard work, you know. So it was it's really cool to see that they see that in me, too. You know, so it's very nice. No, I dig it, dude. And look, it's it's a big a big part of what I do with this is is the grassroots movement, things like that. I'm very I'm very passionate about the idea of growing the sport, and like you said, growing the sport, not just MMA, but like getting everyone together, cross styles, all things like that. You know, whether it be grappling, striking, whatever it may be, growing the sport. Everyone, a rising tide raises all ships, and I love Absolutely. the idea that you're going out to this country, an emerging country in the MMA scene, and you're trying to help put your stamp on it and help them grow, and everyone grows together, and and putting on a good show while you're doing it, man. And it's very cool to see. You've got fans in Taiwan, but you've got fans here in Australia, and I love watching do I love watching what you're doing out there, man. I'm a very big fan of your work. I appreciate it, man. And and it is it is good to um get that kind of feedback because I'm still young. I'm only twenty four, you know, but at the end of the day, like uh, the way I see it is I'm not setting any records or anything. I'm I'm not I'm not the best out of Asia or anything like that, but I may be the first out of Taiwan to put them on the map. But I just want to pave the way. I literally just pave the way so the guy's better than me, more talented than me, more gifted than me can can follow along the roads and really push it further, you know? Because mm-hmm. no matter the way you look at it, like, there's so much talent out there that is undiscovered. They don't understand the business side. They don't understand this and that, you know? And I want to introduce it to them and basically maybe help mentor these guys. And because of that, there's a lot of sacrifices. Like, it's not like I could just be selfish and take it all on, uh, on me. I have to share the, the, the knowledge and all stuff too and a lot of them are more talented physically potentially more gifted than i am and i do see that i'm not going to shy away from saying that and i want to get them to the top i want to get them a bellator contract bring bellator to taiwan bring ufc to taiwan asia you know there's a market for that just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean there is no market you know there is a market just on paper it hasn't been seen the, the ticket sales hasn't been sold to that amount to to produce it. But then again, it's like there hasn't been somebody to represent Taiwan like that. Once there is, it's easy to sell. And I want to be that guy first. I'm putting a lot of, like a lot of times when I'm tired and sore and my shin was hurting, I'm like, the only thing that really got, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was bummed out, man. I was sitting in bed, waking up at 12 in the afternoon. I'm just like, dude, what am I doing? Like my shin's messed up. What can I do? But a lot of times I was like, not even just let's, let's go. Or do some push-ups and a lot of times got me it was like okay if people are expecting me to put mma in taiwan on the map and hoping that i do well then i can't pity myself i can't go like oh man sorry me uh putting putting i want to no longer a part of my mission because i'm i can't feel bad for myself the motivation that carried me through a lot of all this was the support i get like, just even the interviews that I get, I'm like, man, they interviewed me. If I become nothing, I don't want to waste their time. I don't want to get it, not get anywhere with that. You know, I've gotten too far to quit now. So I definitely ha- took a lot of the motivation from the, the not just the fan, small fan base I have out there, but also the, my teammates. They're, all, they're always like, hey, when's your next fight? You know, even people at the gym, the parents at the gym, friends, they message me. They're like, hey, when's your next fight? And because of that, I, I was like able to wake up, get out of bed and say, you know what? Gotta, I gotta put my big boy pants on, you know, big boy pants on and gotta get to the gym and work on what I can, you know, and, and what, what I can't work on, just 
study. I mean, I ended up just showing up to the gym and just literally watching black belts roll or, you know, like watching videos and all that stuff because that's the best I could do. But not only was, am I saying this because I'm like, I realized that's what got me through, but also it's for anyone else that needs to hear it, man. Like you got a lot of support, even if it goes unspoken. And on top of that too, it's like, if, if people want to see you lose, then you got it. You got to kind of like, you can't quit now. You know, you got to prove those guys wrong. You got to rub it in their face. You know? So regardless uh, of what is, what, what path you're on or where you're at, I feel like there's still that motivation factor. It's always around you. You just have to choose to see it, you know, and that's what got me through it. Nice, man. Well, look, hey, it has been a pleasure chatting to you as always. I'm very excited about uh, the upcoming fights and your time in Taiwan. I'll be watching it from back here. Very excited to see the progress of all that. You know the drill, though. Before we wrap it up, any plugs, yeah. mentions, shout-outs, anyone you want to talk about, let them know now, and I'll tag them in when we post up later on as well. Awesome. Yeah, I definitely want to thank um, my sponsors, Dynasty Clothing. Uh, they've supplied, I've always worn their fight shorts in all my fights. Uh, Illis Clothing, they've been taking good care of um, Zenco Nutrition, keeping me fueled. They actually sped up my recovery uh, because of the beetroot extract in the supplements. They actually helped speed up my, uh, my, my optimal, um, optimal uh, recovery, basically, like keeping me energized. Asians never die. They're a uh, fun little... Uh, Asian, um, check their page out. They're very funny. They have like a comedy page and they do skits. So it's very funny. It's not like a racist page or anything, despite what the title may sound. Um, and, um, uh, uh, I have a lot more sponsors that I'm currently working on. So maybe next time when we chat, I'll have, uh, I'll have a lot more sponsors to give shout outs to. But in the meantime, uh, thank you for, uh, Tiny Sumo for getting me on. Always my fights, keeping me busy. And, uh, Actually, I appreciate it a lot because it definitely gets a lot of people. I, I chat with some people and they're like, oh, yeah, you, you know, like I heard this um, podcast that you're on and we chat. And I'm like, oh, you heard that? You guys listen to that? And it's hard for me to create content all the time. So I do appreciate you giving me the, the time to chat with you. And then uh, my gym's Omni Movement and Gorilla Jiu-Jitsu. And um, hopefully when I'm in Taiwan after my second fight, uh, after my first fight, and then heading into my second fight with the chat again. Of course. Anytime, bro. Anytime you want to come on. Look, I think you and I need to get a separate chat going where we just talk about martial arts movies. I'm down. I'm down. Hands down. Whenever you got time, I mean, I'll stay up and, and, you know, I'm I'm game. I could chat about that all day, man. Nice, bro. All right, look, been a pleasure. You and I will talk soon. Thank you again. Thank you very much, Dylan. I appreciate it. Cheers, bro.